When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jezume Peluso. How are you in this new year? New year, new you, question mark? Well, new year, new podcast. Things are going to be evolving a little bit in the next coming months. Very excited about some changes we're going to be making here at the Sharp Tongue Podcast. But before we get into all that, Rate the pod five stars, ching ching. Rate the pods five stars, ching ching. (laughs) We're looking for a five star rating, a thousand five star rating. So get on over there, give us a review, rate the pod five stars. We appreciate you ahead of time. This episode is a little bit of a recap of 2023, the things we can say goodbye to and the things we should be saying hello to. And I also thank 2023 for a bunch of things. And I look forward to 2024 and ideas and goals that we're going to try to accomplish. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode of the Sharp Tongue Podcast with Jessime Peluso. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jessime Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. Talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. And we're here. 2020. Four is before us and 2023 is gone bye 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 see you later 2023 what a year we thought 2020 was challenging i don't know about you guys but 2023 had a whole other set of rules whole other set of challenges whole other set of wtf moments it was challenging in its own way it was not not the greatest of years, but also the greatest of years. Isn't that funny how sometimes you're like, oh man, this is the worst, but sometimes the worst becomes the best because of what you learn through it. So this week I wanted to get into 2024 on the right foot. I'm not a big New Year's Eve resolution person. I'm not a big resolution person in, in general. Did I just get pink on my freaking white sweater? No, I didn't. I don't believe in New Year's Eve resolutions. I think you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Unless you live a life where you're constantly striving to evolve and making those minuscule steps in that direction, you're going to set yourself up for failure. That's the reality of it. And there were so many things that happened in 2023 that completely made me go 180 in relationships and habits and the things I, areas I spend my time and energy I flipped so many different aspects of my life. It was the first time in my life where I made those sort of 180 turns in in many different aspects. I'm wondering if you guys did as well. Well, this this episode, I'm going to go through some of my favorite moments from 2023. Not like I'm 
you know, recapping decades of number one hits on the billboard charts, talking about my life, my sweet little life, and things that I'm proud of and things that I'm not so proud of. 2023 was the beginning and the end to a lot of habits, friendships, hobbies. So I basically compiled a list of a few standout moments for me. But before I get into that, I want to talk about what I'm going to stop doing in 2024. People always talk about what they're, they're going to start to do. I'm going to do 100 push-ups a day. I'm going to get in there and I'm going to beat David Goggins. I'm... <laughs> I wanted to take this thing off anyways, guys. Sorry, my microphone is falling apart. People always talk about what they're going to start to do, and they make these huge, lofty goals that are basically the reason why they fail. A big goal takes small steps. So for me, you know, there's a lot of things I'm going to stop doing in order to achieve the things I want to achieve. And I don't make you know, these, these promises to myself, I'm going to sit down and write a memoir in a day. I do have a very huge appetite for achievement and I have a big appetite for productivity, but I've learned that the smaller steps get me further than trying to take a big ass leap. Sometimes you can take a big ass leap and you land in a puddle and you break your ankle and it's not the worst. It is, but it turns out to be the best because you learn to avoid that puddle next time. So I thought of all the puddles I stepped in in 2024 and this is what I'm going to, or in 2023, and this is what I'm going to stop doing in 2024. First and foremost, I'm going to stop eating at In-N-Out Burger because I think it's trash. There, I said it. I think In-N-Out Burger is one of the worst burgers on the burger market. I would go as far to say I'd rather have a Burger King burger than an In-N-Out burger. At least it's really good at how bad it is. In-N-Out's like halfway trying to be healthy, halfway trying to be bad. Who are you, In-N-Out? Step up your game. Your fries aren't that good. Your burger's not that good. Your bun is bullshit. I don't say that about buns so freely, but your bun is bullshit. Bullshit bun. I don't care if it's got sesame seeds or not. I don't even think it does. It's not even one of the fancy ones. Looks like a mattress for a rat. That's what your burger buns are, rat mattresses. So I'm going to stop eating In-N-Out Burger in 2024. That's my New Year's Eve resolution. I'm going to stop forcing anything and everything. Not forcing anything anymore. Not even the door. Not the, not the toilet handle. Not, not my friendships. Not anything. I'm not going to force anything. Because what happens when you force something is you break it. And... I've learned that by f trying to or forcing certain situations, they end up breaking. And so I'm not going to force them anymore. I think that's a part of having a hard time letting go. When people try or attempt to force things, I think it's because they don't want to let go of an idea or their belief attached to some idea. People have a hard time letting go of the way things are. And because of that, they force so many relationships in order to hold on to an idea that's not real. It's attached to the past. And so I'm not going to force anything anymore. 
And that also comes from not only maturity, but also a level of confidence that comes along with maturity. And I think it's important to let a lot flow. You got to let it flow. Just let it flow as much as you can. There's this book I've mentioned on the podcast, An Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, I believe the, the gentleman's name is. And he talks about this moment where we all feel this tension and the, these moments where we, you know, we want to say the retort and we want to do the thing. And the, these moments that get us to that point of resistance and we feel that resistance. And in this book, he talks about just settling behind that. Just settling behind the resistance a little bit and taking a freaking breath. Imagine how many issues and arguments and boiling points wouldn't come to fruition if we could just settle behind that. So I'm going to stop forcing things. Another thing I'm going to stop doing is using Amazon so much. It's so hard because I ordered two things today. <laughs> so I'm going to start that one tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to start that one tomorrow. I don't know if I can. That one might be the hardest one. Out of all of these, yeah, I'm not going to eat an In-N-Out burger. I'm not going to force anything. Amazon, ah, oh God, you got me. You got me on the Amazon. Convenience is the devil of a modern generation think convenience probably is attributed to an increase in obesity because you can get food at your door, any kind of food. There's places here in LA you can order from that will deliver chocolate chip cookies, just chocolate chip cookies. There's no scenario in your life where you should ever need chocolate chip cookies delivered to your door. Ever. I don't care if someone's given birth to a chocolate chip cookie. I don't want it delivered to the door. So I'm going to stop using Amazon because it's not just Amazon. It's the convenience factor. It's too convenient. And I miss going to the store. I love grocery stores. I realize that might make me an 80-year-old, but I love grocery stores. Love them, love them, love them, love them. Love the smell of them. I love how many mothers are in there with their kids who are arguing because they want every cereal in the cereal aisle. I love the very informed produce man. How does he know so much about kumquats? Nobody ever buys them. He must be sad. He's there spraying it every day and not one person grabs a kumquat. It's the saddest situation, but he's there with pride, watering all the produce with pride. The meat guy, he's always a little strange, but we love him for it. The guy who's slicing up the, the salmon, he stinks. We're not really talking to him too much. The cheese guy with all his knowledge of various cheeses adam 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 that weird cheese i i think it tastes like feet there's something for everybody in the grocery store and i love it so freaking much and amazon has made me go there a little less not just amazon but the convenience of our modern world where we can get groceries delivered now our lives are so busy that the little fun errands that we do to maintain our lives are now becoming expedited by robots and i feel like that's robbing us of a personal connection and an opportunity to meet strangers and to talk to strangers and also an opportunity to get out there and elbow with your neighbors a little bit, even though some of them are pedophiles. Hopefully they registered. Oh, who's on the list? Anyways, those are some of the things I'm going to stop doing. Stop eating an In-N-Out burger. Stop forcing anything. I'm going to try and stop shopping at Amazon tomorrow. And the third thing I'm going to stop doing is stop worrying so much. There's this quote, when has worrying ever solved any of your problems? And it's a pretty solid point. 
And I'm not talking about fear because I think fear is a very useful emotion. It's an evolutionary emotion. It's helped us survive. Obviously, we have different fears now in the modern world. (laughs) We're no longer uh, in fear of a saber-toothed tiger, but we are in fear of cyber tigers. So our fears have just evolved to become basically arbitrary robots that are trying to steal our identity. And uh, not arbitrary, imaginary, because they're not really real. None none of our fears are as real as they were when we were starting to evolve as human beings. But I'm going to try to stop worrying so much about things that are out of my control. It's really hard to do, but I'm going to make a concerted effort. No In-N-Out Burger. I'm not forcing anything. No Amazon. And I'm going to stop worrying. Now, the things I'm going to start doing in 2024, for sure having more fun. We've already talked about it. Fun needs to happen. And the more childish, the better. I realize as being an adult, the kids have it figured out. They're in the moment. They're playing make-believe. There's a moat and there's an alligator and things are simple and the rules are clear. And I'm signing up. I want to be a part of the Lord of the Flies in 2024. I'm also going to start taking things a little bit more slow. I tried that yesterday. I sped through it, but I made the attempt. I'm going to start taking things a little bit more slow. Just slowly living life a little bit more. There's that great saying, everything in nature, uh, nature does not rush, but everything's accomplished. Something like that. I think Lao Tzu or Buddha said something about that. Like basically there's no hurrying in nature, but she accomplishes everything. And so I'm going to attempt to live that way as a tulip, if you will. I'm basically going to be a flower in 2024. I'm going to have more fun. I'm going to take things slow. And I've already been doing this for the past few years, but it's something I'm going to continue to do. And I put it on the start list. I'm going to start saying no more. I think no's lead to more powerful yeses. No's lead to more meaningful yeses in your life. And so I'm going to start saying no. No to the people, places, and things that don't fit my criteria and don't fit my goals or where I feel I'm going in life, or where I am in life. No, it's a big fat no for me. Because I think about people who've said no to me in the past, and I'm always sort of jarred by their no, but then I'm also like, oh, cool. Yeah, no, I get your no. Your no makes sense. Yeah, you're, you're right to say no. So that's on the list of things I'm going to start doing. I'm also going to start doing something I have been doing, but I'm going to reiterate it for those of you out there who might also need this. I'm going to start valuing myself, continue valuing myself and putting myself in situations and in environments that allow me to feel valued and feel like I am appreciated and respected from myself as well, not just from people I have in my life, but from me as well, the things I do to myself and put in my body and situations I put myself in all fall under the behaviors that lead to yourself feeling good about yourself and feeling like you bring and have worth. So that's just a little list about the things I'm going to stop and start doing. No more in and out, no more Amazon, no more forcing and no more worrying. And I'm going to start having fun I'm going to start taking things slow, especially when I'm eating. Oh, I had these fries the other day and I ate them slowly and they were delicious. And I saved five for the next day, heated them up again slowly in my air fryer. They were just as delicious as when I had them fresh. I'm going to start saying no. And I'm going to start valuing myself. 
start valuing myself. That's a tough word to get out quick. So then I thought, you know, I was chit-chatting with Deb about the 2023-2024 episode and we were thinking about the thank you list that Jimmy Fallon does. You know, he does the little list where he thanks a bunch of people, places, and things. So I thought I would do a no thank you list for 2023 and a thank you list. So no thank you 2023 for people who take advantage of my kindness. No thank you. No time for it. Kindness is not free. It comes at the cost of my energy. And you take advantage of my kindness, you're not getting it. Okay? Simple as that. Not, that's different than leading with kindness. I will always lead with kindness. That's how my mother raised me. In that sense, kindness is free. But if you lead with it and someone takes advantage of it, you can take it back. There's a receipt and you don't get your money back. Sorry, no refunds for my kindness. No, thank you, 2023, for allowing negative thoughts to run around in my mind. Rude, as Dr. Daniel Amon calls them, the ants. Automatic negative thoughts in your head. No, thank you. I don't need you. You don't pay rent. You can see yourself out of my head. I don't need you anymore. Love don't live here anymore. No, thank you, 2023, for people with non-service dogs in any place but their home. I don't need your Labrador poodle in the frozen aisle of Trader Joe's. I don't need your Shih Tzu in a movie theater. And I don't need your Chihuahua ordering a puppuccino inside a Starbucks. I, I don't need it. This is somebody who has three dogs. I love my dogs. I bring Carlin on errands all the time. He stays in my car. I'm not trying to act like I'm better than any of you. I just think you guys don't follow the rules. And you think that your life is more important. Well, I've got to bring Mr. Bastion into Wegmans. I can't leave him out in the car. It's 50 degrees. Do you know your dog only lived outside before you brought him in? That's, that's where dogs lived, outside. I'm not saying keep your dogs outside, but there are some breeds who enjoy being outside. It's actually torturous to keep them inside. You have a husky? They don't want to be inside. So I'm asking people with non-service dogs to keep them in their homes because you guys have ruined it for people who have real problems, who actually need their dogs in places. No more dogs in Trader Joe's. No more dogs in Wegmans. No more dogs in Whole Foods where I've got to pay $45 for an avocado. <sighs> no thank you, 2023 movie edition. No thank you for um, Cocaine Bear. No thank you. I really had high hopes for you, Cocaine Bear, and it makes me sad that that was Ray Liotta's last movie. How dare you? How dare you have a character who has been in movies about cocaine and not go deeper into that character's story. It was too much about the bear. It should have been about Ray Liotta and the bear just happened to be there. But no thank you. No thank you, cocaine bear. And no thank you, 2024, for making a movie with the most me-looking actress of all time and not having that actress be me in the movie The Machine. Multiple people messaged me, are you the Russian villain in the machine? And I have replied to everybody, no, you're not the first person who asked. What? That's not you? Seriously, did they just make her look like Jessie Mae and do a Russian accent? Why not ask me? 
I probably could do a Russian accent if you ask. I could maybe pull something off. I don't know. Do you need something a little lower? Maybe my name is Nadia. Hello, can you help me? I mean, literally, this girl looks just like me. No, thank you. The machine for not hiring me. And you know what? No, thank you, 2023, for making a movie with less happening in it than the happening. Leave the world behind. Leave the movie behind. What was the weird dance scene in the basement? I have so many questions. Why were they dancing? Who's going to dance when there are enormous ships floating up on shore and planes are crashing literally in their backyard? We're going to dance to hip hop in the basement? Why are we having a heart to heart in the shed when the daughter's missing? That's not a time for a heart to heart. I'm sorry. My sister lost my nephew in a closet for two hours and my sister tore a hole in the ozone looking for him. You think she stopped to the cop to have a heart to heart with him about his, you know, issues at home with his wife? No, excuse me, sir. Elliot is missing. Shut your mouth and go find my child. So no, thank you, 2023. I'd rather... M. Night Shyamalan redo the happening then be left in a world where leave the world behind exists so let's do some thank yous for 2023 thank you 2023 for keeping me humble in early February of this year last year we all have to get used to saying that I went to Sony Studios for a general meeting which turned into nothing like they all do Every general meeting should just be like, hey, this is a meeting that's going to turn into absolutely nothing. Put on makeup and come see us. So it was a humbling moment because of the way they spelled my name. Uh, They added a bunch of, uh, they just threw letters at a wall and they landed. Jesse May Pa Sulo. Which makes me think of back a couple years prior, RIP to Bob Saget when I did The Will Turn and the infamous Jesse May Perloff was born. So I can't wait to see the ways that my name's my name is misspelled in 2024. But thank you, 2023, for keeping me humble. Thank you, 2023, for me having the best neighbors. I literally have the best neighbors and everyone's leaving. I live in this amazing little area in Venice, even though Venice is one of the hottest, wild parts of Los Angeles right now. I do live in this really cute little area and I've become actual friends with my neighbors. They're all very interesting and independent and accomplishing their own goals and endeavors. And they're the type of people who root for you and push you to do better. And I'm so grateful to have them and to know them and and to have learned from watching what they do and to be able just to call them friends. It's been a freaking honor to have them around and I'll miss them. And thank you, 2023. We're going to go into a little bit of a movie edition for 2023 for John Wick 4. I have to say there's never been a movie that's more relatable or believable than a storyline of a man who is basically revenging his dead dog. That's soulmate material right there. Every woman should go watch the John Wick trilogy well I, I don't know what it's called when there's four movies there's got to be a term for it I don't know what it is but you, you just go watch John Wick soulmate material Keanu Reeves and a pitbull come on I'm signed up I'm gonna get on the ride over and over 
Thank you, 2023, for No One Will Save You in Triangle of Sadness. Great movies. One's a movie about an alien invasion. One's about billionaires. And now I know who I fear more. Gotta be honest. I wouldn't be scared about an alien. I think billionaires are scarier. It's a weird amount of money to have, and I don't think it's necessary. Of course, no billionaire ever says that. You never hear a billionaire being like, you know, being poor is where it's at. <laughs> You're never going to hear a billionaire being like, hey, you know what's real cool? Having no money. Let's give this all away. Thank you, 2023, for the blackening. It's a smart new take on the horror genre. Check it out. Very entertaining. Even if you don't like horror, it's so well cast. It's so well written and interesting and new. Go check it out. Thank you, 2023, for the appendage. I know it sounds gross. It's a movie about how our inability to let go of things can manifest as a growth and a monster on us. It's called the appendage. And I'm warning you, it's gory and weird. So for those of you who have a weak stomach or aren't into those types of movies, go watch it. Here's to being uncomfortable in 2024. And thank you, 2023, also for There's Something in the Barn. Further proof that Norway just excels at storytelling. The Norwegians are good at it. It's a fun Christmas horror thriller for the family, for the whole freaking family. There's something in the barn. Go check it out. Those were some of the 2023 movies that I wanted to thank 2023 for putting out. Now, I wanted to do a quick little Dr. P because we got some questions as I was going through and doing some research for this episode. I found a couple questions that were lingering that we never got to. So I'm going to put on my little stethoscope so it's official. Real doctor. Actually, uh, reverse that. Fake doctor giving you real advice. That's Dr. Peluso at your service. And so uh, we do this every so often on my Instagram. We started doing that years ago where I would answer on the Instagram and you guys started sending so so many questions and so many replies that we decided to put them on the podcast. So here's a few lingering from last year. Tatum Temple asks, when is the last time you had a PB&J sandwich? Actually, it's funny you ask that because I was home for the holidays and me and my fella were hanging there and just kind of resting, just taking a nap, not really sleeping, just kind of lying down and resting. And my niece comes up to us and she goes, you guys need anything? She's six. And I look at her, I go, what do you mean, Karina? She's like, well, you want me to get you something? Is there something you want me to make you? Are you hungry? And it's just so funny to see little kids when they start to really develop their own personalities, but also take on the mannerisms of adults more. And I could tell it's what she was doing. And so we look at her, we're like, yeah, we want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. We want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Actually, it's funny you should ask. We didn't think she was going to do anything about that. We thought she was playing around. So we were playing around too. She goes downstairs, this little chef, and makes a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And brings it up with a knife. She's six. And my sister I was busy at that point. I think my step, uh, my brother-in-law was out. So I look at my man. I'm like, did she make the sandwich? He's like, I think she did. I'm like, Karina, did you make the sandwich? It was delicious. Perfect blend of jelly to peanut butter. It's all about the thickness. However thick your jelly, you got to do, I think, double peanut butter. I think it's two to one peanut butter to jelly. I could be wrong. I, I don't like a lot of sweetness. I like more fatty. She nailed, nailed it. It was like, you know, Gordon Ramsay would have been raving about this peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And she's like, yep, I made it. 
I slammed the thing. My man was a little more scared, you know, because he thinks kids have boogers in their hands. And he's right. I didn't care. Her boogers are my boogers. If it were his nephew, I probably wouldn't eat the freaking sandwich either. Slammed it. Slammed the sandwich. I went downstairs. I asked my sister. I'm like, you made that sandwich for us? She goes, what sandwich? My, my niece made a sandwich and brought it up with a knife. <laughs> so the last time I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich was like two weeks ago. Feel amazing about it. Tyler Cruised 88 asks, how do you decide if you're ready or someone who should have children? That's a really interesting question because I am someone who is, uh, according to traditional statistics and standards, someone who should have about a teenager, even a 20-year-old child right now, which I can't even fathom. So I am... I have a lot of opinions about this because I don't have children and I'm entering a stage where I really need to make that decision for myself because it gets a little bit more challenging and much more expensive the longer a woman waits financially and physically. But how do you decide if you're ready for having children or if you're someone who should have children? Let's break that down because it's two different questions. You're asking how do you decide if you're ready and how do you know if you're someone who should have a child? Well, let's start there. For me, how do you know if you're someone who should have a child? I think you need to ask yourself one simple question. Do I want to have a child or do I want to be a parent? I think those are two different things. I think having a kid and being a parent are two different scenarios. Crackheads have kids, but not every crackhead can be a parent. And so not to use crackheads as an example, I'm not making fun of anyone who's addicted. I'm saying that anyone basically can have a child whether you're a crackhead or not. But no matter what your life is like, not anybody can be a parent. It doesn't even matter if you're rich. I knew the guy who owned the bar that I worked at for years. He was a multimillionaire. And he's sitting down at the bar with his son, and I'm behind the bar pouring them a drink. And the father's telling me the story about the son with great recollection, a memory of him and his son. And when he's done telling me this beautiful story about him and his son, his son looks at him and he goes, Dad, that didn't happen with you. It happened with the nanny. That's not somebody who probably should have had a kid. Well, that is somebody who had a kid. That's somebody who struggled to be a parent. And that's not to say that nannies aren't necessary. I don't know how people have children alone. There's a lot of different dynamics that go along with raising your kids. I don't think it's bad to have nannies. In fact, I think you need a lot of help. It takes a village is a phrase that is in existence because it literally does take a village to raise a child. I don't know how single parents do it. But you really have to ask yourself, do you want to be a parent? Because that is a lifelong job. And you have to be selfless. You have to put them first. You have to make their health your priority. You have to make their life your priority. And you get to do that. You get to experience that I think it's probably it seems to be one of the greatest experiences that anyone's had you know people always say that it it's the best choice they ever made I think people have to say that because they know it's the worst choice and they just are trying to convince themselves that having a kid was the best choice (laughs) because every time I go home I said just like don't do it how do you decide if you're ready I don't think you're you know I guess financially you might want to start there because having a child is so freaking expensive. I don't know how people do it in LA. It's so expensive. But I think you really have to see if your finances are 
okay. And if you have a job and if you have a secure job and, and a job that provides health insurance, there's these adult questions you have to ask yourself, like the logistics of being ready versus the emotions. Emotionally, I think, give or take a few extenuating situations situations and circumstances I think emotionally anyone's ready at any time because so many people have kids out of nowhere and it ends up being okay unexpected births and immaculate conceptions happen all the time and people figure it out so figuring out if you're ready you'll be ready you'll step up you're gonna have to you have no other choice but figure out your logistics if you're ready you don't want to struggle with your kid I've known so many people who have had children and have had to struggle and while I'm a firm believer that struggle gives people their purpose and we're really adaptable creatures and we're able to turn our pain into purpose, that doesn't mean you should struggle and you should have to struggle and nor does it mean should you put a child through that, you know? So figure that out. If you got money in the bank, pop a, pop a kid out. That makes Christmas so much better. Let's do one more question. Sleepy Slim 96. Any advice for protecting your headspace and reoccurring thoughts of inadequacy? It's a great question. Everyone struggles with this from the top to the bottom, from the people who you think have it all figured out and they're the most secure and they're the most confident. Everyone struggles with feelings of, of inadequacy, of insecurity, of self-worth. It's a part of being a human. It's the makeup of our ego. Sleepy Slim, I suggest if you're listening to this that you get a book that I've talked about already in this episode and in this podcast called An Untethered Soul. A lot of our inadequacies aren't even our own. They're inadequacies that have been put on us by other people and our thoughts of inadequacies and our self-conscious thoughts and our insecurities and our self-worth is wrapped up in whoever raised us, how we were raised in the environment we were raised in, what we were told as a child. That's why it's so important, I think, to choose your words wisely around children they're little sponges and they absorb that like a little dry ass sponge it soaks up all of the negativity so advice for protecting your headspace movement you gotta get out and move girl I for me I movement is the antidote to anxiety and a lot of these thoughts are just anxiety it's energy you know it's it's energy looking for some way to be expelled and you just have to find ways to expel that energy for yourself and community you got to have a good community you got to have friends and people you can lean on professional and personal and also something you're doing that's not just for yourself a way to contribute a way to give back that has nothing to do with you gaining anything it's all about giving and you know there's so many different books you can read there's a few different episodes in my podcast that you can look through that might even help you with this area, but just know that you're not alone and those thoughts are fleeting and it doesn't mean anything. Actually, I take that back. It means that there's a lot of anxiety. It means that there's something to be healed, but it's not true. What the, you're thinking about yourself when it comes to these negative thoughts are not true. And you have to figure out a way to instill a regimen for yourself to essentially tire yourself out. So at the end of the day, it's almost like a a dog. You're just too tired to think negative thoughts. And also you got to eat clean, eat clean, think clean. Food creates mood. So what you put in your mouth will end up in your head regardless. So hopefully all of that will help you and help you along your path and just know you're not alone. You're not alone at all. 
And uh, yeah, I just want to do a couple Dr. P's for you guys. I'm going to take this off so nobody's confused if the doctor's in the house anymore. I am a professional, uncertified doctor, fake doctor with real advice. You guys can email us questions at jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com to get answers to your questions. I don't claim to be uh, the, the guru or somebody who knows exactly what she's talking about. I'm just sharing what I've experienced I also want to thank 2023 for allowing people to heal their grief through me sharing my own. A lot of you have reached out in reference to me sharing about my father and losing my mother and how those those stories that I've shared and moments that I've been pretty candid about have helped you guys along your own grief journey. And... There's this message here from this one girl who said, I recently found your grief survival guide episodes, which are available on this podcast if anyone's listening and is curious about some guidance for grief from a non-professional. Check out my grief survival guide episodes right here on the Sharp Tongue podcast. And she says, it's been 15 years since my dad passed away. I was 13 and now I'm 28. You have mentioned so many of your own grief experiences I related with or feelings I experienced throughout my teenage years that I didn't really dig deep on while coping my loss at a young age. For me, I've been listening to your grief survival guide episodes backwards. And since I started listening to Sharp Tongue, I'm relating to, to it so much that I, uh, I'm relating so much even though it was years ago in the past when I was a baby teenager. It's just insane that I'm realizing all of this 15 years later as you grieve your loss. I wanted to say thank you for sharing such a hushed topic and for giving me an outside perspective. You've helped me understand my grief after all these years. I appreciate it so much and wanted to share. Thank you. Beyond words. I'm, you know, it's messages like this that make me feel that this is a part of my purpose to be open about my experiences and to use this platform and art form, if you will, to share those experiences. Uh, Jamie Bowers sent me a message. She said, bitch, you made me laugh through the tears of dementia with a heart. That's my goal is to keep the situations real and the scenarios real, but to let you know that there is relief in grief and there are ways to slowly release the pain of loss. Another girl sends me a message. She says, thanks for the most amazing comedy show last night. Tears and laughter at the same time. And loving my hot sister merch and getting to meet you. That's right. We got some hot sister merch. It's going to be on the website very soon. And thank you guys. Thank you to fans who share with me about what I do and how it helps them. I appreciate it. And thank you for letting me know that what I'm doing is connecting with you guys in a very deep way. And, um, I also want to give a special shout out to another fan. This was from early in the year, Christina Evans, who's been a fan for a while. She went to my New Year's Eve show last year. And so, you know, she, she sent me a photo of her in front of my dad's drinking hole, his watering hole in Syracuse, New York, change of pace. She says she ran the Syracuse half marathon. It brought us to your dad's spot, had to stop and snap a pic for shits and giggles. So she took a picture in front of change of pace and I just thought that was so sweet. I thought that was just so freaking sweet to think of me and think of my dad's watering hole and to, to share that with me. So thank you. Thank you to the fans, my 2023 fans who shared messages with me. I have the best fans 
And I know you guys are all going to give me five-star ratings on the podcast. Thank you very much. I also want to thank 2023 for teaching me that slowing down is a superpower. Slowing down is a freaking superpower, and it's so hard to do. But I'm telling you, once you start to do it, you create space to create. We've talked about it before. And to me, I am such a freaking energizer bunny. I'm an energizer bunny and I go, 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 go. So I am teaching myself to slow down and 2023 really taught me what slowing down can create for me. And I was able to spend so much time on my family because I decided to slow down a little bit more. I wasn't on the road as much. And that brings me to my next thank you, 2023, for my family, for my sister having kids. It's been the greatest experience of my life. I don't know if she knows that. Her children have been the greatest experience of my life. They've taught me so much about my own childhood. They've taught me so much about life. They've taught me so much about love and about fun and about what living means. Children are so freaking magical. What's happening to me? (laughs) You've changed. (laughs) Thank you for my niece and nephew 2023, even though they weren't born in 2023. And love your family if they're around. And love them even more if you have trouble. If there's tension. Because there is truth in that tension with your family. There's truth about yourself. And when you hold grudges, you're really robbing yourself. You're, you're holding a grudge against yourself. You're preventing yourself from changing. I love when people say that. You've changed. I hope I've changed. I change my sheets. I change my clothes. I change my mind. Why wouldn't I change myself? We change everything else in our life. We should change our mind. And you should change. It's the very essence of who we are. It's the essence of being a human being and the essence of living is change. So I, I want to thank 2023 for my family. I want to thank 2023 lastly and mostly for reminding me that magic is all around. There were so many situations in 2023 that were challenging, but there was one moment that changed my life. There was one moment that was so unexplainable that it really had been an anchor for me. It was the moment when I was in Italy and I saw the woman that I knew in that moment to be my mom when I had asked to see my mom. And I was alone. I was on a a balcony in Sorrento and this woman just walked by after I asked to see my mother and that was her. She was there as I knew it. Now I know physically it's impossible for it to be my mom. I know that, but I also know that that woman was my mom. However she needed to be, however I needed her to be, however that moment manifested, it manifested. And it reminded me and reassured me that magic is all around. As cheesy as that sounds, I don't care. There's moments in every one of our lives where we go, whoa, that was weird. Was that a coincidence? No, bitch, that was magic. Let magic be real. Why are you so scared of magic being real? You allow hate and fear to be more real than something like magic. If you believe in hate and evil, you should believe in magic. It's the dualities of life. It's the polarities. It's, it's, it's the law of the universe. 
so to speak. So I want to thank 2023 for reminding me that magic is all around. And I hope that this podcast has been magical for you guys in moments. I hope it's given you some perspective, entertainment, um, a little bit of inspiration, company, however this podcast has treated you. Please let me know. Shoot me an email, jessiemaypelusocomedy at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. And I want to thank you so much for another year of fun, challenging, and interesting conversations. And I look forward to giving you guys so many more of those in this next year. And we will be evolving the podcast in a unique direction. And I can't wait to bring that to you guys. And thank you so much. Happy 2024. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.